You are listening to the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. My name is Sean Palmer. I am one of your docs. Here's Ben Imes. He is your other doc. I am still a physician. Hello. And our goose, Matt Imes. Hello. You guys are short and sweet tonight. I like it. We didn't even get a single quack out of them. That's too bad. I am disappointed. Uh, We have our disclaimer next. This is a very important part of the show uh, where we tell you that this is only for purely educational and maybe somewhat entertaining purposes, but it is not meant to establish a doctor-physician relationship with you, a uh, podiatrist-patient relationship with you, a a PT-patient relationship with you, or a goose, (laughs) goose relationship with you. Uh, and the views expressed on here do not necessarily reflect those of our employers. Um, they are our own opinions and uh, well thought out, crafted, highly educated, and researched opinions that they may be. You made it sound really good there. Thank you. You're welcome. I've been practicing. Just, just, yeah, we sound a lot smarter. Running, how, what episode is this? 24? 24 tries. Yeah. 24. Nice job. <laughs> Eventually, you get better at these things. You would think, right? <sighs> we have a special guest on with us today. We have Dr. Emily Splickle of Naboso. She is a podiatrist and human movement specialist. Since 2012, she's been traveling the world to share her unique approach to human movement, foot function, and barefoot science. She has taught over 20,000 professionals in 35 countries, has become one of the global leaders in barefoot training and rehabilitation. And she is the founder of Naboso. We are grateful that she's on with us today. Hey, Dr. Splickle, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Super excited. We're excited to get into the really cool research that you've done and your company is all based on. I, I'm just going to jump into it because uh, I'm curious how, obviously, you're a podiatrist, so you deal with feet. Um, you have had quite interest in the, the neural rehabilitation side. Um, how did you get into... Uh, this line of research and, and, and how'd that lead to this company? Yeah, so I, I am a podiatrist. I actually consider myself a functional podiatrist, which is kind of my own subspecialty within podiatry of, of how I look at human movement. Um, and I think a lot of that background was based off of 13 years as a competitive gymnast, which is a barefoot sport. So I had this inherent appreciation for the barefoot and the foot in athletic movements. And then I got into fitness, was a personal trainer and group exercise instructor, been active in it for over 20 years. But when I was going through podiatry school and personal training, I kept seeing this disconnect of how it was being taught in podiatry school. It was very mechanical orthotic surgery disconnected from the rest of the body, which wasn't really sitting well with me because of my movement background. Um, So I actually left residency, took a pause, went back to school and got my master's in human movement. This happened to be at the exact same time as the barefoot running boom and the five finger boom. This 2008, 9, 10, remember the born to run book was really popular at that time. And because that was exploding and I was in the fitness industry and starting to teach on the teaching circuit, 
I saw this opportunity and people starting to kind of position themselves of this hot topic. And I was like, if anyone should be talking about this topic, it should be the podiatrist at the fitness conference talking about it. So I was like, I, I see this potential trend exploding, but I want to really own that credential of barefoot feet movement fitness. Um, so when I got my master's in human movement, I focused on barefoot science and looked at all the research studies specifically around the foot, the nervous system, mechanoception, proprioception, and then it just kind of snowballed to what it is today. And I found really a unique niche within fitness movement, podiatry, and then products, which is what Naboso, how it kind of weaves in into that message as well. And then so give, you know, for, for anyone that might not know what Naboso is, give the elevator pitch of what Naboso is. Yes. So Naboso is a product line, a sensory-based product line that is designed to activate and stimulate the nerves in the bottom of the feet and the palm of the hands. That sounds very technical. Sorry. <laughs> so simply stated, uh, to goose it up, let's say, is all of our products. <laughs> I, like I know, that. totally, right? Uh, for those seeing the video, I have one of our neural balls. Uh, all of our products have these tiny little pyramids on them. And the pyramids are very specifically spaced out and height to stimulate a specific nerve in the bottom of the hand and the palm. The the palm of the hand and the bottom of the feet. And it's the same nerve that we use to read Braille. So we're, we're essentially like Braille for the feet. Um, and when you use that texture or stimulus, it's very powerful to the brain and the brain's perception of feet, ground, posture, balance, movement. So you could start to see where our products could be used both medically but also from professional athletes using them from a performance perspective. And then everyday overall wellness, such as people who have to stand on their feet, like nurses and doctors. Awesome. Awesome. And so, uh, I, you know, as I'm looking through your website and some of your blog posts and just kind of some of the stuff that you've put out there, you've, you've got a lot of amazing education that you, you've put out already, which is awesome. Um, what, what sort of things, where, where does somebody start if they're looking at trying to retrain some of this stuff? Where do they start with your products? And Yeah. So I think the best place to start to build an appreciation. So my goal when I do podcasts or education or I see patients is to build an appreciation for the foot. That's my step one. If someone doesn't appreciate the role of their foot and movement and balance, then it's very difficult to, to really prioritize the rest of what I'm talking about. And then that appreciation needs to be built off of the fact that our feet are both this mechanical structure. It's a bag of bones that creates an arch, but it's also a powerful sensory structure that has thousands of nerves in the bottom of the feet and fascial tissue or connective tissue with millions of nerves that are talking to the brain and both that bag of bones and you know millions of sensory nerves are how you shape posture balance gait so probably the easiest way to start to introduce it is I wrote a book called barefoot strong. It's a very simple read. You could probably read it in one night or on a flight and just kind of 
process that information of starting to take ownership of the role of the feet in health, wellness, and movement. Where did uh, the name Naboso come from? Ah, so I'll teach you another language. Mm. <laughs> Naboso is actually a Czech word, and it is a it's a Czech word that means barefoot. So now you know a Czech word. Right, nice. And are you? So how how'd you how'd you choose a Czech word? Uh, I was actually in Prague, and I was doing the whole name exploration of the company. I paid another company ten thousand dollars to try to come up with a name for the company, and I came up with it on a trip to Prague and saw the word. And I don't know. I was drawn to it, and then I was like, "What does that mean?" And they said barefoot, and I was like, "Oh." Come on, that is perfect, right? Like I'm just attracted <laughs> to the word. Perfect. And then, coincidentally, uh, one of my favorite movement specialists is Dr. Yanda. So to me, it's a homage to Dr. Yanda, who is a Czech physiatrist, and I actually he inspired a lot of my initial kind of exploration and feet. Uh, he did the postural um, postural breathing and cellular diaphragmatic breathing and. Those theories, that's Yonda, right? Yep, Same one? Yep, yep. Lower cross syndrome, upper cross syndrome, that's Dr. Yonda as well. Yep, all right. So so as we're, we're talking about this, you mentioned a little bit that, that barefoot running lifestyle that kind of hit a couple of years back. Uh, what what are your thoughts then on those those barefoot feet running shoes? You know, the ones that with the little finger toes. Are those good for people? Do you, do you recommend against them? Yeah, so I love the five finger shoes. They look crazy. <laughs> you look like a monkey with them, yes. <laughs> like a gorilla. But those were my favorite shoes. I actually don't wear them anymore because I'd rather just lift and work out barefoot than in shoes. Um, but mm. as a brand, love them. Other minimal shoes, I am a huge proponent of those. I actually try to put as many of my patients into minimal shoes as possible. And when you're working out or lifting, I think that is the prime opportunity to be in minimal shoes. I don't think people have to run necessarily in minimal shoes because the forces that are coming at you and just the, the endurance required and the rapid stabilization, people may not have that sufficiently built within their system. So I kind of navigate patients between working out minimal shoes, everyday minimal shoes. And then if they are runners, I make sure that they have the sufficient foot strength to be a midfoot runner or a minimal shoe runner. Um, so one of the things that I see a lot of in my practice as a uh, primary care is diabetic neuropathy, right? And so folks at home, you know, that's where the diabetes, out, usually it's, it's after it's gotten out of control for a while, it starts affecting the sensation usually in the feet first. Uh, we'll also see it sometimes in the hands. Uh, it, is there a role for your your products in folks with diabetic neuropathy? Yes. So actually one of the strongest applications for the Neboso products, specifically our insoles. Um, so our, I'm just going to grab one. This is one of our insoles. Um, has the same got them on right texture. Now. There you go, right? Same texture. Nice. This is a sensory insole. Uh, we are actually going through the FDA process for neuropathy and other chronic neurological conditions. So outside of neuropathy, 
uh, MS, Parkinson's, stroke, age-related decreased foot sensitivity, which would never be diagnosed um, or isn't typically diagnosed. But the way that you can think about our products and how I look at foot stimulation is I consider stimulus noise. So when I am holding this textured ball or I wear compressed in apparel, I stand on a vibration platform, that is noise. It's a stimulus, but it's noise. So all of the Naboso products or our insoles for someone with neuropathy, I'm turning the volume up to the noise that they are feeling or perceiving through their feet. And then that helps them to actually feel their feet. So it will sound crazy, but someone will say, I have foot numbness. So one of your, your patients, Doc, will say, right, like, my feet are numb. But that's kind of a general broad perception to the patient, right? And then if you actually start testing sharp, dull, hot, pain, texture, vibration, then you actually see that it's not all of them that they don't feel. Some of the, them they can actually still perceive, but to them, they just put it as this bucket of numb. So texture or this pyramidal pattern that we use, the braille pattern, is one that is actually preserved in a lot of patients with neuropathy and they'll say my feet are numb but then they'll use the naboso insoles and say oh my god i can feel my feet again i haven't felt my feet in 10 years and it's based off of that specificity of the stimulus that we are providing um, vibration is actually another really really good one for people with neuropathy is bringing in vibration i love vibration platforms and it's a way that they can kind of reconnect to that awareness and really walking and balance and not falling is based off of awareness, right? Do you feel your feet? If you don't feel your feet or the ground, of course, you're, I would be scared of falling if I couldn't feel my feet, right? That would <laughs> right. be so like disconcerting to try to walk and have half the information coming in. So that's actually one of our strongest applications is that medical neuropathy or neurological movement disorder. So you mentioned um, that you base the stimulants off of Braille. Do you ever put like hidden messages in the souls that only <laughs> somebody Aww. wearing the souls could <laughs> basically read with their feet? You That's gonna be our 2.0 version. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. okay. I like that idea though. That I like genius. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your your question was actually better than mine, but I do want to ask mine anyway, Matt. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned about uh, just the different sensory losses that people are going to experience. Have you uh, tried anything with your products, like either the sensory ball or the uh, insoles, on like temperature changes? Like if you put them in the freezer first and then use them on your patients, or if you put them in the microwave? I don't know. Can you put them in the microwave? Oh. Uh, does that does that help? Yeah. So no, I have not done that. I have not tried to microwave or freeze the products. Although okay. I like okay, it. Okay, then I Sean, like take off your shoes and go put it in the microwave <laughs> and let's see what happens. I like it. I like it. But what I will start to give you on that one is there is research showing using texture actually improves circulation, which will create heat. So that's some of the research studies that we're doing right now is to show if you wear our socks or our insoles, 
for X number of steps, do you actually show an increase in temperature change? And that's through thermography. Obviously, mm. there's Doppler ultrasound and other ways you can measure circulation and things like that. But to me, the thermography is really interesting because then you could show, okay, if I have cold toes for the listeners, that's how they might perceive that. It's like, oh, if my toes are always cold and I use your socks, will this, the texture actually improve my circulation? My toes won't be cold anymore, right? We've actually heard that from our users. Now we want to do an actual thermography study around that. Um, but other ways would be go back to your diabetic patients. They need that circulation all the way to the tips of the toes. And if texture is a stimulation to circulation, now I have one benefit of our products for diabetics being stimulate your feet so you don't fall so you can continue to move and then two is to support peripheral circulation so you don't get you know infection amputations things like that right so the, the bad things yeah, yeah we're trying to prevent yeah, yeah. so he talks about like mixing that. temperature with your products have you experimented with or is this coming mixing vibration with your products are we gonna get vibrating insoles coming yeah so the first the first combination of stimuli let's say that we started playing around with is our sticks so our sensory sticks they are two pound in weight they have our texture obviously um, but the weight is a stimulus to the proprioceptors and we love to use these in physical therapy and people with movement disorders um, also Pilates and stuff like that, because it just builds perception of where your body is in space. So if you hold something heavy, that stimulus you connect to from a sensory side um, also happens to be a big fidget stick <laughs> for children. <laughs> we have a lot of parents who will use nice. it and they, they've sent us videos and say, my child has autism and they're so drawn to this weighted stick. So there's definitely something to that, right? Um, and then we have our compression socks. So compression also is stimulus with the texture. So you're combining too. So uh, Sean, to answer your question, I'm probably going to go with less tech involved. As soon as you start to bring vibration, now there's technology, it's expensive. It's just like a different animal of R&D process that is a little, little harder to digest in the beginning. Um, but having weight and texture, compression and texture, um, we're actually playing around with a balance board. So that'll be another proprioceptive stimulus with the texture. Uh, and then I really want to bring uh, something auditory into them, just because auditory with texture, with weight is very stimulating. I actually call it sensory stacking. So the more that you can activate in the brain from a sensory side, so I feel the texture, you're stretching a joint, you're making a sound, I see something, you're just becoming more and more brain activating. And that's how I look at movement optimization. That's how I look at athletic performance optimization is I want to hack the brain in as many sensory ways as possible. I think about this way too much, so I'm totally geeking out on this. <laughs> this is all well, I do. Well, it's, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> let's keep going down that road because I feel like we've talked about one one side of things with your product of stimulating the nerves, but this is the side of, of your products and the science behind the company that, that that fascinated me the most. That's you just hit on like the biohacking side of it. Explain to us. Let's see if I explain this correctly. That by stimulating certain nerves, so in the foot or the hand 
you are stimulating a portion of the brain that can help coordinate movements. Is that a fair definition that I Goose can catch on to? <laughs> Hopefully, that is 100% correct, right? So everything as far as movements, we have a motor cortex and then we have a sensory cortex, part of the brain for the goose, <laughs> it's like right here. And the more the sensory that comes in, so the, the quality and the quantity of the sensory information, information coming in, the better the output. Or you could say you bring in garbage, you put out garbage. So I want, you know, high, good quality sensory information so that my movements can be better optimized or more accurate. Um, I really focus on movement accuracy because I deal with a lot of people with movement disorders. Most of my patients either have movement disorders or are high level performing athletics. So you, you, I look at them very similar that they're trying to hack the nervous system for a slightly different reason. Okay. What I really appreciate so much is that you realize that the goose like was hit in the head so many times that, you know, he, he can barely understand <laughs> simple English at this point. <laughs> and you picked up on that so quickly, and I appreciate that from you. I, so I understand all of this help. episode, so thank you. <laughs> um, um, let, well, let's go still along that line. So you guys used to have this up on your website. I, I now don't see it anymore in the kind of background information of the studies behind this, um, going with coordinated movements to so talk about the, the patients like you have with movement disorders. Um, now I'm always skeptical when I see like a video before after type thing. You guys used to have some of those up on your site though, of like the MS or Parkinson's patient before having walked with the insoles and then with the insoles in, I'm not going to blank ask you if those were real, but I mean, the, the movement quality is quite astonishing be between the two. So talk to us about like how it helps those patients and were those videos real? Are you calling bullshit on me? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. And, and, and those studies weren't done by, by you, I don't think. I think it was somebody else that you just happened were to use them on, on your website. But it's fascinating, like the difference you look at it, and I don't mean to say no, you're not trying to pull anything over anyway, but the, the difference is so amazing. We look at it, you're like, no, come on. Yeah. That didn't really happen. That's amazing. So talk to us about that. What does it do for these patients? How does it, how does it produce those results? Okay, so those videos still exist. They're on our YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube okay. and, and you find Nabosa's channel, they're on there. Uh, <laughs> that was also specifically Parkinson's disease. And Parkinson's of all the chronic neurological conditions is very responsive to textural stimulation and actually mechanoceptive stimulation because they respond very well to vibration as well. Um, so that's where that dramatic before and after, before they're kind of dragging their feet, maybe they have a little bit of a foot drop, they're using the cane, they're very hesitant, they are freezing. And then they use the Naboso insole specifically on these videos. And you start to see that they're becoming more confident. They obviously are feeling their feet is what's happening. Um, some of the videos, they then put the cane down and they're kind of like, oh my God, like they're right. And we have some where they're actually running again. And some of them say, I haven't run in 10 years. And then they come back and you can see videos of them crying. And it's it, to me, they're so powerful. I could see someone yeah. 
saying that that is snake oil. That's actually not possible. But those are actually two. That's not us. That's a Parkinson's um, uh, rehab specialist that sent those to us and that uses our products. Um, we do have a similar result or videos that we have seen with MS and stroke and actually spinal cord injury, where you put the texture under people who have had a spinal cord injury. They use the product and say, I can actually feel my feet again. And you're like, is that possible? You have a spinal cord injury and you are feeling your feet, right? They're not like throwing the wheelchair and like getting up and, you know, walking across the room. But if they could feel their feet and connect to that extremity again, like that's actually a really powerful part of these neurological injuries is you start to lose ownership of your limbs. And I, I just couldn't imagine the emotional side of that, of saying these feet don't feel like my feet. So to help them feel that and connect to that again, which is part of how the brain works and responds to sensory stimulation, that can help to, to give them that movement confidence. So the power that we say of what's happening is that it's not just, well, just stimulate the feet. If you just took your shoes off and stood barefoot on something like a hardwood floor, how come that doesn't do that to those Parkinson's patients? But our insoles did, right? So there's something about the specificity of our texture and the pattern and the hardness. So the durometer, the hardness of our products is very specific as well. And this is, you know, I, it, the R&D process of our first product was several years before we even launched our first product. Now that's going, you know, six, seven years of just working with texture and developing and playing and having medical professionals use it and start to research it. So that's where it's kind of, now we're starting to shape and kind of dial that in um, and then get actual R IRB approved research studies so that just in case if any doctors or, you know, geese out there say, I call bullshit, we can say, no, we actually did a research study that was controlled <laughs> and we compared, you know, smooth versus textured and, and things like that. I, I know you caught on to my sarcasm with that whole thing. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that, that is so cool about your company and, and I've referred patients that, you know, have Parkinson's themselves or spouses do to, to try those at least because you guys do put that research on your website and show, hey, this isn't BS. There's actually science behind this. Um, there are studies there. We're continuing to do more studies on it, uh, which sets you apart from those companies. There's just like, here, try this. This is going to help, but there's nothing behind it. It's just, it's just my theories. Um, that's something that you guys have, have done a great job of so far. I know part of your last funding round was trying to, to even push further into that, lean more into, uh, those studies. I think it's awesome. I can't wait to see, to see what new directions, uh, those take and how they, uh, solidify what, what you're already, um, well, kind of has been proven or continues to strengthen the, the proof behind. So, Dr. Splickle, I've got a specific patient of mine that I'm thinking of who's, uh, you know, post uh, uh, a stroke, is really starting to lose function. Uh, both of his lower legs at this point is just not doing well. Where, where does somebody like that start with, you know, if we've got somebody listening who's like, uh, do I do they need to start off seeing you? Do they go see their local podiatrist and say, hey, can I get set up with these things? Or can they go to your website and just start ordering things yeah. willy-nilly yep. <laughs> not necessarily willy-nilly but yes they can go to uh, they, <laughs> just just click on one of everything right, and they're good exactly. to go if they have like, cash they could do it yes um yes. whatever they want if they if they go to naboso.com 
and start to look at the different products. So we have insoles, we have socks, we have release tools, we have our, our sticks that are weighted, and then we have our mats. So most people, let's say from a stroke perspective, would most likely start with our with an insole. We have a gray insole that's called a neuro insole. It's the one that's going through the FDA process. So that's the one that we would recommend for, let's say, a stroke in this case. Um, typically, after someone feels the texture, they say, well, I want the mat, and if I put the mat in my bathroom or next to my bed, then I'm bringing in that stimulation and I don't have to be in my shoes. So that's a that's typically where, say, someone with a stroke would say, okay, I see an application for the mat as a surface in my home so that I can keep getting the stimulation. The sticks, I would say, because of the hand stimulation, and they typically have, you know, this unilateral issue with the hands and with the feet. So you want to bring in that same stimulation with the hands. So if they're doing certain therapy, they want to bring the texture to the hand, not just the feet. They could use those in those various exercises. Or we have some people that will use them kind of like walking weights. So they keep the stimulus as they're they're walking around. Um, so those are the ways that we typically would weave into it. We have a ton of videos on YouTube. We have a ton of articles I write on our blog. We try to educate and create some sort of deeper understanding of the product so that it isn't totally willy-nilly, um, that they know how to, like, <laughs> which ones do I navigate, and then how do I start to integrate them? And then we also, of course, they can call an email, and we, we guide people through that as well. And and that's awesome. Um, and... As I look at the the insoles, you know, Sean, I gotta ask: Are you wearing socks right now? So their recommendation is to wear socks on the thinner side. I okay. don't think I have any socks that are on the thinner side. That's not my style. Um, so mine are like medium. So it's like a, a like a Balaga type running sock, not one of their thickest ones. That's what I have on, and I'm very aware of the texture still of it, and I've been wearing it for i want to say like last two months at least in these shoes ever since i switched out my socks <laughs> the same insoles you put those in the microwave right now <laughs> see that happens have you tried on um, barefoot though sean i have not tried the insoles barefoot i'm not a barefoot in shoe type person i just that mean weirds try me out them. just try them like walk across the room <laughs> do, do it now so you sent me a mat as well so i so the mat barefoot i've worked out on the mat barefoot several times um that that has been part of my morning routine actually um and I, i've really enjoyed that um and i do feel that connection much more aware of the foot and all sorts of all parts of the foot in working out um so i can tell that difference um, where was I going with the foot thing before you told me about putting socks in the microwave and you derailed my thought completely. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, I, I see with the, the duo insoles, the one that, that, that you sent me. So one side is activate, one side is perform. Talk to us about the difference in those. Yeah. So the duo is. All of our insoles are one-sided. So one side has a texture. The other side is obviously the bottom of it that goes in it. The duo, which is what you got, um, Sean, is a reversible insole. So you can have one level of stimulus 
And then if you flip it over, it'll be a slightly different level or perception of that stimulus. And why we developed the duo is that what we started finding is people love the insoles or they have Parkinson's or they work on their feet. So they're like, I use these every single day. So if I use them every day, I kind of don't feel them anymore after a while, right? Your, your body starts to tune out a constant stimulus. And I'll typically tell people that your brain does that to allow you to pay attention to things where I lived in New York City for 20 years that I literally do not hear sirens anymore. Like it is completely tuned out of my nervous system because it's just so constant, right? If I constantly heard and paid attention to the sirens, I wouldn't be able to focus on anything else. So that's, it's actually called sensory gating and your brain does that. So with our insoles, initially people are like, oh, I feel my feet. I feel my feet. Every step they take, they're very conscious of the stimulus. After so long, they start to say, I think these flattened. You need to send me a new pair. They're not working anymore. And really, the nervous system is tuning it out. So what we started doing is saying what you want to do is alternate either the product or the insole, the stimulus, the delivery of our pyramidal pattern or our texture to keep you conscious of that stimulus. So the duo, you can actually just flip it over every couple days and be like, oh, I feel the texture again. And then like, okay, I'm not feeling it. Flip it over. Oh, I feel the texture, right? So it keeps that newness to the nervous system while still staying with the pattern that we have found through research works and is recognized by the brain. Um, so that's why we created the duo. So side to side, is it a different texture? Is anything different about it? Or is it just an offset pattern where it's just slightly stimulating a neighbor nerve? No. So if you look at it closely, you don't have to take it out of your shoe right now. But later, you can take it out. Right there. You <laughs> there should. you go. No one can smell it. All right. So if you, We can smell through the cameras. <laughs> if you look at it uh, closely, you'll see that there's actually a different space between the bases of the pyramids. So the distance is a little bit different okay. between each pyramid peak. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But same height pyramid, just same different distance between it. Yes. All of our pyramids are 1.5 millimeters tall. I'm going to switch my insoles now. Okay. Now, I, Sean, I do have one more question for you. This is a very important question because I was just, I, I'm, I'm so fascinated by these products. And I was wondering, you know, how do you clean these things? Apparently, they're dishwasher safe. They are. <laughs> Have you used the dishwasher to clean your insoles yet? Um, I'm going to pro. And if so, have you told your wife about them? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, no. It's funny that you say no, that. No, to both of those answers. Hold on, hold on. It's the, the, the day that you choose to ask me that is pretty funny because. Um, this has been a, a conversation at my work and sometimes I bring home like the mop heads and stuff from work to wash them. And so we put right. them in my wash dryer or whatever. And my assistant is like, do you ever tell your wife you bring that home to put that in like your washer or dryer? So here's the deal. 
that ties into your question because I'm going to approach one of those arguments at a time. <laughs> I'm not going to approach both. So I'm already doing the mop uh. heads in our washer dryer. The <laughs> insoles in the dishwasher will be another day, my friend. <laughs> not the same okay. time. I, and I bet once you get the whole family wearing the insoles, then, you know, it's just family day of right. putting them in the dishwasher. And you don't put them in like with your dirty right. dishes also. Which actually, you know, now that you say that, it's funny. I'm actually thinking about I, I, like putting one of my kids in, in the insoles because like, so the... Not in the dishwasher. Not, not in the dishwasher. <laughs> uh, the little one climbs in on his that's own. We safe. don't have to sit, coax him in there at all. Um, Hold on. Yeah, that's medical advice here real quick. I'm going to give that one. <laughs> don't put your kids in the dishwasher. <laughs> I'm covered. Just. That's covered in the disclaimer at the beginning. Um, it is... Yes. So we, we, we had the, the, the sensory sticks. Um, so my, my older child has minor sensory uh, issues. And so like he, you know, he likes a deep pressure. We, we try all that, that stuff with him to, to find out what you know, works well with him. And my wife one day, so like you said, kids love the fidget sticks. The, they're big fidget sticks for them. So my kids always play with it, sword fight with them, whatever. And one day my, my son brought one over to her and she started taking one, rolling it like on his back. And he just went like catatonic, like didn't want her to stop doing it. Um, and that's the pressure and the, and the stimuli of, of that, um, that pattern on it. So now I'm like, now I kind of want to try the insoles with him and see if, if the insoles in his feet are, are, are going to have a, a, an effect on him. You should, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they probably over. will. We have children's insoles. Oh. Turn oh, sorry, him over Matt. and walk on his back. See if that works. Oh, like like a yeah. Asian massage, <laughs> not, sort not, of yeah, thing, not, right? Is that hurt them? Just uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, don't step on your children. Another good learn life lesson today: don't step on your children. Um, We're hitting a bunch of important topics. Don't put them in the washing machine or the so. dishwasher, and don't step on them. Great, or the washing machine. Actually, We're doing great, and don't step on them. There's lots of things we can learn. Uh, yeah, just the more you know. Dr. Splickle, though, we did interrupt you. No, no, I was just going to say they probably would help him. Sorry. Back to serious yeah. serious point here is the health of his child, right? Is, um, But no, so we have, we do have children's insoles and uh, have had parents say that the, some of the children that are sensory seeking, so they're either sensitive to textures or fabrics or shoes or they want to be barefoot or whatever it is um that they respond well to our children's insoles but technically all of our insoles could be cut so you could trim down any of the insoles like the green ones and have your son try that um so every day when my child comes home from school uh, I'm amazed at how much sand he brings home from the sandbox in his shoes. Um, I'm not quite sure how they still have a uh, playground area there with sand still in it. If all the children are bringing this amount of sand home. So how do your insoles do with like grinding against a bunch of sand in the shoe all day long and coming home that way? Are they, are they durable? Never stress tested them that way. Although we'll, my, we'll two, do that. my two year old is the same. <laughs> she, she brings the sandbox home. I'll too. report back to you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but fun fact is that our insoles are 500,000 step tested. So that texture, the pyramids will hold for 500,000 steps, which depending on how many steps you take a day could be six months to a year. 
um, most OTC or over-the-counter products, like a Dr. Scholl's or something like that, I would say you're looking at, well, Dr. Scholl's is probably much less longevity <laughs> than the average in Seoul. But a lot of over-the-counter are six months, right? They say to replace your sneakers every, you know, so many miles. So it's kind of that same thing that it's expected of, okay, you're not going to get 10 years out of uh, the insole. So we say six months to a year, depending how often you wear them. Switching gears, you you mentioned earlier that that so your patients are are either on the movement disorder spectrum or like professional athlete. What are the high level athletes looking for specifically? How are your products helping them? Yes, so with high level athletes, just think of someone who's like the top of the top. What is going to make a difference in an athlete like that is going to be the millisecond, like it's the minutia that is helping someone that is so talented or at the peak of their athletic development. So what I find that a lot of professional athletes and just really the athletic space has not fully integrated, people definitely are now, are the feet. And looking at the feet from this sensory side, there's a lot of carbon fiber. So yes, they're thinking about the foot to try to take this mechanical transfer of energy or, you know, definitely orthotics and cleats. And again, it's very mechanical transfer of energy versus the foot is this sensory structure that the rate at which it can sense the ground is going to translate to, let's say, glued activation in a, you know, linebacker or something like that. Like everything is connected. Everything is about how quickly you can perceive a shift in the body or your foot contacting the ground. So we will use our products with athletes who want to feel the ground faster. The faster you feel the ground, the more power you can generate from your hips. As an example. Explanation. All right. I like it. I, I always have this discussion. It usually comes up when like the Olympics come up is we've had the Olympics for how many years? I'm a bad historian at this, but we're still breaking new records, right? And so you can, our training techniques have changed. Let's, let's take any neuro biohack type thing out of here. Our training techniques have increased over time. So we get stronger over time so we can keep setting new records at some point with traditional methods, especially you're going to reach the end of what a human body can accomplish. They just cannot physically do something faster. So then you get into this new realm of, okay, that you have biohacking, you know, uh, concepts where you get just a little bit more out of it. But my question always is, this is a little bit off topic, but I'm curious what your take is going to be. Are we going to reach the end of human performance where we find out at some point, like, well, we're not capable of doing that any faster than, than we were. We're not capable of jumping any higher than we were before. And is that the end of the Olympics? Very loaded question, I know, but um, just take your best shot at that one. It's a lot of pressure to predict the end of the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I will actually answer this based off of research that I've read around uh, flow, like mental flow. Have you guys read at all about that and how if you, once you get into flow, kind of the mental clarity and the responsiveness of the nervous system is so much more acute and efficient that you are then able to achieve 
higher and higher levels of human performance that people did not think possible. Um, I think it was what uh, the less than 10 second 100 meter dash or something like that, right? Or a certain mile that they run X many minute mile. And a lot of that is people seeing that it was even possible by someone else. So some of that with like the internet, and this is totally going into a tangent, so I'm sorry, um, like the X games. So the fact that these kids are watching the X games and seeing like skateboarders doing really cool tricks on the board at a younger age, they are then pushed to see that that is actually possible. And then there is that kind of mental flow achievement of something like that. Um, mental flow is a, a big fascination of mine. And I've studied a lot of like parkour athletes and what they see is possible. And it's a very, a mental, it's a mental game, which is nervous system, which is why I love the nervous system so much. So I feel like if there is going to continue to be this evolution of athletic performance, it's all going to be neurological based, um, really until we turn into computers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so while, while we're going into, into this line of question, just curious based on what you just said, what, how do I want to word this? What percentage of the nervous system or the body's ability do you think we understand? You can say that as a percentage very small percent, probably, I don't know if I say a number that's out there, uh, single digit percent, wow. I would say, I mean, just based off of how, how much research is continuing to evolve and kind of on the medical side, if you think of this continued advancement of like surgical procedures that you would think like, to fix a hip is to fix a hip, right? But if there's still continued evolution, it's like, wow, how many new ways can you try to like come up with something? So that's why I find with continued understanding of the fascial system, of neuroplasticity, of neuroplasticity in a child, post-stroke neuroplasticity, as we continue longer and longer, then you could look at nootropics and, you know, microdosing and like just it, it's so fascinating of how complex the uh the nervous system is i i won't continue to geek out on that but i totally geek out on that as well <laughs> i love it i appreciate that answer i, I appreciate that you took a swing at it that's pretty good <laughs> i i think i i just can't help but think of how incredible that is if if that truly is that small percentage of what we probably understand or tap into. It's just amazing to think how much we really don't know still at this point with all the research, and everything that we have at hand and how many years we've had to do it. I, I don't disagree with yeah. you. I, I think there's a ton that we have zero clue about. And I'm really curious to see where you know, research heads in many directions to figure that out. Yeah. And just to add for your listeners is you add in consciousness and the understanding or the lack of understanding of consciousness. Then you start to get into these like quantum physics things. My husband is totally into those. <laughs> and it's it it becomes then very, very complex of not being able to understand the nervous system. So you guys are a perfect couple. It sounds like <laughs> right. totally nerd out on the weekend. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> 
Well, Dr. Spinkle, I really appreciate you being on here. Is there anything else that you would really like us to take away from our discussion with you today? Any, like, one, like, this is the major point of what I would like to... Yeah, so I would say if the listeners leave with a curiosity of this sensory side of the foot, and then can they think about integrating that aspect into their overall wellness? So I consider it movement longevity. And to me, one of the secrets to movement longevity is keeping your feet sensory sensitive. So this perception and awareness of them, which translates to strong feet and strong posture. So keeping the feet stimulated every single day. Of course, I would love that stimulation on Naboso, but you could do it through walking around your home barefoot, taking barefoot workouts like yoga and Pilates, wearing minimal shoes, uh, grounding. We didn't even talk about grounding. That's an awesome practice as well. So really great ways to just connect to the sensory side of the feet. I love awesome. it. I love it. Do you ever use uh, this product for animals? So we actually call all of the pictures that people send us and tag us on Instagram with their animals on it, the cats of Naboso or the dogs of Naboso, because so many animals gravitate to our mats and to our okay. material. It's so funny. Um, but it makes sense because they have the same nerves on their little paw pads that it actually does stimulate them and matt you probably didn't think that you were going to get some like very specific scientific answer from me (laughs) but we have these veterinary neurological vets that work with movement disorders in dogs and horses and they actually are playing around with our material and one of the veterinary schools in the uk actually wants to do a research study with our products because of how they actually stimulate animal. Well, Dr. Splickle and Naboso are, uh, have been gracious enough to offer up one of their products for a giveaway. You can head over to the show notes for this episode and click on the link where you can enter for your chance to win one of the Neuroballs. She showed that earlier in the, the podcast. There it is right there. You can enter for your chance to, and there's a hidden secret inside of the Neuroball for those of you, the lucky ones that get that or lucky one that get that. Oh, she has nails, so she can't open it. I can't open it. Oh. (laughs) I hope it's candy. (laughs) Like an Easter egg. (laughs) Like an Easter egg, exactly. Ooh, you could get a bunch of those and hide them around the house for Easter. Actually, yes, please buy a a bunch of these. (laughs) A bunch of them. (laughs) Most expensive Easter you've ever had. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you, though, I I actually already, uh, while we were talking, I was very much convinced. I bought the uh, the weighted sticks while we were talking, and I bought a pair of socks. Did you use our coupon code? And I used our coupon code. (laughs) What is the coupon code? Coupon code. I'm glad you asked. Uh, head over to their website um, through ours, through our affiliate page. We already have the links up um, to show you exactly where to go. You can use the coupon code DDG Podcast for 10% off. That's DDG P O D C A S T for 10% off. And Ben, you're going to be the first customer. And I already did that. Oh, and it was awesome. Yeah. It worked? No. So you're going to be the second customer now, whoever's next. <laughs> 
I love when people shop while we were having the conversation. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I, I mean, you know, I just, I, I love hearing what you're saying and I'm excited to get this out there and, and kind of get it in my hands and play with it a little bit and, and uh, you know, uh, maybe even put it in the hands of some of my residents and let them. Yeah, I love it. it too, Influence so. the next generation of dogs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you guys are both down the same area of town here, down in the Southeast Valley. So if you ever have anyone that, can, that needs to, uh, to see each other, there you go. You guys have that connection. Oh, fantastic. Perfect. I did not even ask where your clinic was at, Dr. Spoken. Chandler, Arizona. Perfect. I'd love to come down and even see your, your headquarters sometime. I hear you said you, you have a, a meeting room with the, the flooring of the, the mats that you guys sell. Yeah, right? my, office, you're me? my office is made of our flooring, so the entire surface. And if a patient sees me and they are not familiar with Naboso, they're typically like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that when I stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again so much for your for your time. Uh, I've said it before. I'm interested in, in how I became interested in in your products is just by searching and, and seeing what you guys do and just the, the amazing abilities that your products can unlock and you know, nerding out on the on the nerve side just like you are. <laughs> um, so I'm very interested to see where the rest of the, the research heads and um, how we can continue to help people. So thank you and in, in your endeavors for doing that. Of course, thank you guys so much. Uh, Matt, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this a little bit for you, but I did get you a pair of socks oh, for your birthday. Yes. I don't know when they're coming, yes. so. But I'll get you something else for your birthday. But definitely yes. got you a pair of socks. That's where I get all my DGG yes. uh, gear from. I know. Yeah, got you got a belt, belt for, for me Christmas. and uh, two. Those were great. Mm -hmm. They're still great. Dude, I'm not wearing. I love my belt. It's, I'm wearing it right awesome. now. Yeah. Thank you again to Dr. Splickle for joining us today on this podcast. If you want to go check out her products, they are at naboso.com. That's N-A-B-O-S-O.com. You can also click the link in our show notes. As we mentioned earlier, we are also giving away a NeuroBall. There is a link in our show notes for that as well, where you can enter to win. If you're going to check out any of the products at naboso.com, please use our coupon code ddg podcast and get 10 percent off i've already used it twice so it works <laughs> podcasting ain't free so if you want this show to stick around go buy stuff with our affiliates and use our podcast hey thanks for joining us on another episode of the doc doc goose podcast we hope it was as entertaining as it was informative i am dr benjamin imes i appreciate you being here with us i'm dr sean palmer I'm Matt Imes, and here's your quack. Quack. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review to help others discover us. Visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com to read the show notes, blogs, view videos, and interact with the cast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the DDG Podcast. If you have an Apple device, you can easily access the podcast by saying, Hey Siri, play the Doc Doc Goose podcast.